Hey everyone! First and foremost, let me start by saying thank you to everyone who listened to my last podcast. I had an amazing turnout totaling at 103 listeners. I did not expect to have that many people listen, so that was a great turnout. Thank you guys for sharing and liking it. I really, really, really appreciate it, and I would love to bring more listeners in. Uh, that would, you know, that would just make it that much more better and more um, involvement. You know, I can have more people ask questions and become involved with it. So, um, yeah, I just want to let you guys all know that I am on many different platforms now. It's kicking off a little better. I am on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. So if someone does not have Facebook to click this link, you can also let them know about those other um, podcast platforms. I will post the link as well. So, okay, enough about that. Let's get into this week's discussion. Our topic today is parenting tips. I'm going to read some questions that were given to me and uh, inboxed to me this week from some of you guys. So I did not go with all the questions. I picked 10 out of the questions that were sent to me, the first 10, actually. Um, And I'm just going to answer them on my opinion. I mean, some of you guys may parent differently. This is just some help to those of you who don't know where to start or what to do with some of these questions you know that's why you guys ask so i'm gonna touch bases on these questions um and just answer them to the best of my knowledge that i can and again these are my opinions on how i raise my three children but you guys i'm definitely open to answering more questions if you guys feel that i should do this topic again i gladly will just let me know your opinions after this if there are some questions that weren't answered and you guys want to know please 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 inbox me and i will hit those um questions as well so one of my first questions that were asked is what are some things you absolutely do not want to repeat from your own upbringing um from my own upbringing i do not want to repeat being rotten spoiled um my mother had four children and she spoiled us anything we wanted we had it every game system we had it every new clothing we had it every amusement park we wanted to go to we went you know we were very spoiled and and i you know i'm very grateful for that i really am but i don't want to raise my kids to think every time they want it they're gonna get it So that's definitely something I would advise for you guys not to do, you know, in a sense of rewarding, then yes. Um, In a sense of wanting to spend some time and go do it, yes. In the sense of not having a lot of family time recently, then yes. But I feel like if your kid is just always asking and you're always giving, that's something you may not want to do. That is definitely something I do not want to do with my kids. Um... I was very fortunate and very grateful for it, but I do not want my children to be like me because I was very spoiled and I still am. My husband gives me everything, but as soon as he tells me no, I catch a little fit. I'm going to be honest. I'm just being honest, guys. Uh, So yeah, definitely that's that's something I don't want to bring up from my own uh, upbringing as a kid. Uh, My second question that was asked to me, how is it? with being married and disciplining your children do you guys agree on each other's decisions so for my husband and i we were taught that um 
when you're in a marriage, do not allow your children to put you guys against each other. For instance, if my son comes to me and says, hey, mom, can I play my Nintendo Switch today? And I come and I say no. But then his father comes and says, he asks his dad and his dad comes and says, yeah, you can play it today for a few hours. Now, if I see him with the game and I go to his dad and be like, hey, did you tell him he can play it? And he says, yes, there you go. Your child knows how to put you two against each other. Your child knows they can be slick with one rather than the other. So we definitely always communicate on that. Like if I get asked something and I feel like I should bring it to their dad's attention, I'll say, hey, did he ask you if he could play his game? And if he says yes, and I'll be like, okay, what was your answer? He'll say, I told him, yeah. So I'll piggyback off that and be like, okay, if your father said yes, then you can do it for a little while. But um, yeah, I, I can say we both do agree on decision making. I mean, there's some things that my husband feels like I'm being too hard on them about and he's a little more lenient. So he'll definitely bring that to my attention, but we definitely do not um, clash over it because we do communicate a lot about um, things like that. Because again, you don't wanna allow your children to see you get over on one rather than the other. So definitely always be in tune with each other when it comes to making decisions with the kids because kids are very, very slick or should i say they catch on quick when they see that they can get away with one of the parents rather than the other um so yeah i can and the answer to that question um yes we do agree on on decisions that we do make when it comes to our boys um i definitely feel like you have to be a little more stern on boys than you do on girls Uh, When it comes to, you know, certain things, girls tend to listen a little bit more than boys, just in my opinion, from having nieces around. Um, So here I just I put in a little note here for myself and I put avoid when you're raising children and this is boy or girl, avoid negative emotional reactions. And when I say that, I mean things like sarcasm or anger like definitely don't let them see that because they feed off of that if you give them negativity sarcasm anger attitude they feed off that and they tend to act like that you know so you definitely want to be more open-minded with them and and talk to them and not show them that you're angry with them or or if they ask a silly question don't give them a sarcastic answer Because that makes them feel, you know, it can make them feel a little more dumbed down. Like, meaning like, okay, well, I didn't know the answer to that for you to give me such a sarcastic answer. I was just wondering, you know. So, um, definitely, guys, try to not give negative emotional reactions to children. Because that plays such a big part on their attitude outside of your home. And how they treat other children, teachers aunts uncles you know you definitely want to teach your children to always try to be positive when it comes to themselves and to others as well um do you ever find this is another question do you ever find yourself comparing siblings um i do not compare my children my children are very much different noah is very lovable sweet uh he he's a touchy 
Puggy, like he's just amazing. He's he's great. Then there's Josh. He's more like self-centered or like self-reserved, I should say. He's a little more to himself. Um, so I definitely do not compare them because they are completely different children. Uh, when it comes to the younger one, the baby Zane, um, I can say I compare in regards to like, oh, I remember Josh and Noah walking at nine months. So I hope Zane walks at nine months. In the sense like that, yes, they're very small comparisons, nothing big. But I never expect Josh to be like Noah or Noah to be like Josh. I don't compare them because they have completely different personalities. They're completely different so I do not compare siblings. I don't recommend anyone compare because I feel like that would make your child feel like they can't be themselves and they have to act like the other sibling because the parent is always saying, well, you see this person do that, so you need to do it. You need to act like you're your sibling, you know. I don't think that's a very good idea at all to compare siblings. Um, my Another question I had... Uh, how do I create a sleep schedule? Um, I've been told by plenty of my friends that I have, like, I'm really good at that. Uh, all my children are on a sleep schedule. My two oldest wake up by a certain time during the day and they are in bed by eight o'clock nighttime every single day. Um, uh, it starts at 7.30. By 7.30, I want them upstairs brushing their teeth. By 7.45, they are in bed reading a book. By 8 o'clock, lights are out, bedtime. That's my kids. Um, my younger one, my 8-month-old baby, he wakes up around 7 in the morning every day. After that, he goes back down around 11. No, about 10.30, 11. He sleeps until about... 12.31, wakes up, plays for a little while. By 3 o'clock, he's down for his second nap. By 5, he's up. He doesn't go back to bed until 8 o'clock. He sleeps from 8 to 7 in the morning. Um, those are my schedules for my children. Now, what I recommend is make a plan. You know, know like, okay, this is what our week looks like. This is what our day beginning looks like. So definitely sit down and make a plan on how you want to structure your sleep schedule. Um, after you make a plan maintain it strict and consistent so do not let your children go over on you and be like five more minutes ten more minutes do not do that that's how they see they can definitely uh get over or be slick and try to stay up a little longer um i i highly recommend you be strict and consistent do it every single day every single day and your kids will eventually give in they may not agree with you in the beginning but they would definitely give in uh now, my next one is schedule your time frame. So, you know, if you have older kids and they don't take naps during the day, figure out a time at night that works best for them, that it can allow them to wake themselves up the next morning. If a child wakes themselves up in the morning, that means they had a good amount of sleep and they are refreshed. Um, do not allow your child to take naps longer than 30 minutes if you have children that do still take naps. So I recommend no longer than 30 minutes because if you get too much sleep, your body is still tired from sleeping so much. So I do not recommend that you guys take, let your, allow, your children to take a nap more than 30 minutes. Um, for weekend schedules, do not vary more than one hour. So for instance, during the summer, my kids go to bed at nine o'clock versus eight o'clock during the school year. 
So I do not surpass nine o'clock because once I surpass nine o'clock, I see the next day they're very fussy or uh, out of balance, I guess you can say, with their day. So I do not recommend that you allow your kids to go past an hour of um, their sleep schedule on weekends or for like the summer break. Um, for infants, I already told you guys, you know, my son wakes up in the morning, you know, does his thing, eats his breakfast, goes back down for a nap. After that nap, uh, he takes a later in the afternoon nap. And then once he wakes up at five, he stays up until his eight o'clock bedtime. Um, I do recommend, you know, with infants, they sleep more than regular children. So figure out how that works for your infant. And then, you know, just try to put, put a big gap in between their last nap and bedtime that way they're like exhausted and then they'll have their nighttime bottle and they'll be out for the night um that i do recommend it I, it seems to work for me you know if you guys have any other suggestions i'm glad to hear them just inbox me as well um my fourth question that was asked is public shaming good parenting um i do not agree with public shaming for children at all i think it's horrible i think it's degrading i think it's belittling and our job as parents is to uplift our kids and you know for them to feel that that in our eyes they're like amazing and there's no wrongdoing you know you don't want them to feel like they can't come to you because of what you may say um so i do not agree with public shaming what i said what i what i took from this question as public shaming being you know, your kid doing something wrong and you saying something like, you don't need to be doing that. That's why you're so stupid. Don't do that. It wasn't a smart decision. Do not do that to your children, okay? They will feel embarrassed and they will feel belittled. Uh, you know, sit your kid down right next to you when you're in public and be like, we will talk about this when we get home. That is not appropriate. And go on about it, you know. I definitely do not agree with public shaming. Uh, my fifth question kids and screen time what's that like uh so for my children they do not own any game systems i am a strong believer of reading um home crafts walks outside playing in the house um i do not agree with screen time too much um not saying that it's something that's wrong i just prefer them to put their energy into something else rather than being on a game all day or watching tv all day um now i'm not saying my kids don't watch tv they do watch tv but at some point i'm like all right let's turn it off let's find something to do together let's go for a walk let's go in the pool you know i find other alternatives um screen time is not good for their eyes as everyone knows um i do not want my children to have problems with their vision because of the screen uh phone my oldest son has a phone he gives up his phone right before bedtime for the purpose of lights out phone screen in your face that's not good for your memory or your sleep schedule so um, i recommend that you guys do put your screen time to a minimum whatever works for you guys uh question six do you allow your baby to cry out I am going to be completely honest, guys. I do not let him cry it out. Um, I've tried it. It does not work. I feel awful for him. Um, but he's also not a crybaby. He barely cries. But when he does cry, it's either he's sleepy or he's hungry. So it's definitely not something that I 
feel the need to make him cry it out, but I have tried the sleeping in his crib, let him cry it out for a little bit, and that kills me. It, I'm a sucker for it, and I will go take him out. So being honest, I do not allow him to cry it out. If you guys have any tips for me, please help me there because that's so hard for me. I feel awful doing it. Uh, my seventh question, do you have a favorite kid? <laughs> I feel like all parents say, no, they don't have a favorite kid. No, they don't have a favorite kid. And I disagree. That's not true. I feel like everyone does have a kid that they gravi gra gravitate more towards. Um, and I feel like my kid that I gravitate more towards is my oldest, Joshua. Um, and I think that's because I'm so hard on him. And my reason for that is because he's so much like me. He's so much like me in the sense of attitude, the way he thinks, the way he carries himself. He's definitely like me and I feel like I need to be stern on him because I want him to be the best version of himself and I feel like me being younger, I didn't feel so positive of myself all the time. Or I didn't feel like I would be much, you know? So I, I'm, I'm really hard on him and I feel like that makes me gravitate and, and love him a little bit more just so he can feel that and never have a void so I can definitely say he's probably my child that I give my a little bit more time and effort to, I can say. I'm not going to considerably say he's my favorite, but he definitely is someone that I gravitate towards more. Um, number eight, how much quality time do you put into your children without affecting your marriage? That's a very good question. Um... You know, parenting and being married or being in a relationship, um, it's very challenging because we do have to, you know, raise our kids and give our kids that time. But then there's also our relationship that we have to stay in tune with. Um, so we try to give our kids, when we do quality time, we try to involve ourselves so that way we're, you know, we're giving them their time, but we're also enjoying the time. Um, so what we do is like games, you know, we play, uh, we have Jenga, we play, um, I think it's called speak out loud when you put that mouthpiece in, uh, we all play that together or we pay heads up. So we give them that quality time. We also give them the quality time when we like read with them at night, we lay down, we pick a book, we read a book. Each child picks their own book. Uh, that's definitely some quality time we give them. And for my husband, he plays the game with them. My children own one Nintendo Switch and my husband will play the game with them as a part of quality time. Um, so I would say we, we give about a good amount of time a day. So I wanna say maybe like an hour, two hours, just joking around, talking crap, being around the house, hanging out with them. Uh, we try to give them that time. And then for ourselves, when you have your kids going back to that sleep schedule, when you have your kids on a sleep schedule, so our time that it doesn't affect our marriage is because they go to bed at 8 o'clock every day. So with that being done, that gives us our time to be together, watch a movie, grab some munchies, you know. So um, that that's a way that it doesn't affect our marriage because of our sleep schedule with the kids. It, it works for us. So um, that's, you know, our quality time that we take away from uh, having to be with the kids. Um, another question I got was, do you reflect on your own childhood when raising your children? I do, I definitely do. Um, me and my husband both have our own views of that. Uh, 
you know, he wasn't raised up with much. He had five siblings and they were all about a year apart. So um, they didn't get to do a lot of things like the zoo, the amusement parks, the, um, what can I say? You know, going out to dinners a lot, brunches, things like that. They didn't get a lot of that growing up. Their, their mother was a stay-at-home mom. Again, like I said, there were five kids and his dad only worked. Now, for me, like I said you know, earlier in the podcast, my mom gave me everything and took me wherever I wanted to go. Um, so we both reflect on that. My husband will say something like, man, they don't need that. You know, they're fine. I didn't have that growing up. And I'll be like, well, yeah, exactly. So you'll never have that experience. You didn't get to experience that. You know, I don't want my kids to feel like, Oh, we've never been to an amusement park. I got to wait until I'm 20 something years old and have my own job and money to take myself there because growing up, we just didn't have it, you know? So, um, I definitely do reflect on my own childhood. I like to remember, like, I will tell my husband, like, I remember when my dad and my mom would take me, you know, to the hotels when they went to the hotels, they'll take us, me and my little brother back and we'll go in the pool or like, you know, we went to Wildwood for a week. I remember, you know, just having fun out there. Or my mom and my dad used to always take us to the movies. Um, and when I say my father, I mean my stepfather. I consider him as my father. Uh, my biological father was never in my life. So when I refer as dad, I'm talking about my stepfather. Um, so yeah, my mother and my father would take us places and those are memories that I have. And again, my husband did not have that. So we both do reflect on our childhood when we're raising our kids and when we're making decisions um, about things like that. So yeah, just, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. Just always make sure you weigh out your pros and cons on, on the certain things that you want to make traditions with your kids for, you know. Um, so... Now, question 10, uh, to spank or not to spank? <laughs> so in some situations, I do feel it's needed. Okay, I'm not saying it's bad to spank your kid because these kids are out of control nowadays. And I know sometimes they do need it as a, a point of structure. Now, however, this method doesn't teach the child right from wrong. In my opinion, it does not teach them right from wrong. It only teaches the child to fear from external consequences to me. Um, and, and what I mean by that is just like, they fear like if I do this, oh my gosh, I'm going to get slapped. Oh my gosh, my mom's going to get the belt. You know, they only fear external consequences. The child is, I feel like the child would then become motivated to avoid getting caught. So meaning like, all right, I got to be sneaky so my parent don't find out so then I won't get hit. You understand what I'm saying, guys? So definitely don't do that. Don't, don't. Try your best not to spank your child. Try leaving it as your last resort. I do recommend speaking to them and trying to figure out a solution that works for the both you and your child. Um, spanking, it only models and... It only models an issue through violence you know it only shows like you you can resolve the issue through violence and that's that's not what's best you don't want them to think that the only way that they're ever going to get a punishment is through physical touch or external touch um 
I do recommend, like I said, talking. I do that with my kids. I do talk to my son and I try to explain to him. I feel as though it hurts your child more when they see that you are disappointed in them rather than seeing you angry and using force towards them. Uh, my son cries whenever I'm like, you know, I'm highly upset with you. That That's not the way that you present yourself. Do you want people to look at you like that? Do you want people to look at your mother and father like that? And in that sense, he begins to cry because he then feels like he disappointed me. So sometimes I do feel that works. Um, you know, like I said, it's what's best works for better in your home. Um, so just try to leave it as your last resort. But definitely take into consideration of the kind of things that it shows a child when you spank them. It's the kind of models of resolving an issue through violence, you understand? So um, definitely try to hold off on that as your last resort. But like I said, I do understand in some situations it's something that is needed. I understand that completely. I'm not saying I am against it completely or I never hit my children. What I am saying is please, please, please leave it as your last resort. Um... And that's pretty much it. That wraps up my last question. Thank you guys so much for listening. I very much appreciate it. I hope this was informative for you guys. If you have any more questions or if I did not touch your question, please inbox me. If you guys feel that I should discuss this a little bit more thorough, please let me know and I will be more than glad to do it. Our next discussion for next Tuesday is going to be about postpartum depression. Now, with this discussion, I am going to try to get two other people to come on with me. I would need two volunteers. I would like one for postpartum isolation. I would like one for postpartum depression of a child. And I will be on the other side of postpartum with the mom body. Um, So if you guys, any of you women want to volunteer for that i need two volunteers please let me know inbox me text me if you have my number whatever it is guys um so please send in any questions you may have about this podcast um if you you know have a different opinion or a different outlook or you just want to give me some advice on my own parenting based on my answers to these questions please 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 inbox me i would love to hear back from you guys thank you for listening i hope you guys enjoy it